Welcome, everyone, to season two of the Comedy Sports Podcast with your host, Christine Rolo Capriolo, bringing back the man who started it all, Dick Tuna Chutnow! Hello, wonderful listeners. Welcome back to the Comedy Sports Podcast season two. Season two, I'm Christine Rolo Capriolo, your host. Hi, we're going to welcome our special guest today. We're bringing back our favorite, Dick Chudnow, for the beginning of season two. Dick, welcome back. I'm your favorite Dick Chudnow. You're my favorite There's so many others. Dick Chudnow. Yes. <laughs> Some you don't like as much. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, you're tied for first. How are you? I'm good. Every I didn't have COVID, never got COVID, you and that's good. You are lucky. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. I'm vaxxed and boosted. I got COVID and it's terrible. I'm still suffering from some of it. So so I'm glad you're safe and healthy. You look healthy. Oh, uh, well, okay. My brain, not so much. But yes, I think I'm okay, I hope. <laughs> but thanks for coming back from season one. Now you're season two, two. starting us off. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited look too. Look at me. Look at how excited I am. You're very excited. I wish the listeners could see. You dressed up today. You're wearing a tuxedo, so I decided to put on an mm-hmm. evening gown. You look lovely. No, stop it. The heels Let's are dance. a little much. The heels are a bit much. But um, I thought we'd dress up for the start of this because we've been off mm-hmm. the air for over a year mm-hmm. with our episodes. Mm. Did not know that. Well, you know, it was hard to interview people when you couldn't be around people. Right? Yes. <laughs> You're the first person sitting here, though, in front of me. We have a couple in the can that we did some interviews before the pandemic, right? Yeah, right. And we released season one. Well, right. I still have a bunch in the can from before the pandemic that didn't get released yet. And then we started interviewing some people, but we wanted to make sure we interviewed you for the starts. So we kind of do this out of order. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. So, <laughs> but we interviewed a bunch of people for season one. Mm-hmm. Started with you. Yeah. Went to Bob Orvis. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Bob? Your I'm old Bob partner? Orvis. Yeah. Bob. Bob was a great friend in uh, comedy sports. Don't see a lot of him anymore, but he was uh, one of the most interesting guys uh, I've ever met. Yeah. Bob Orvis. Bob yeah. Orvis. Yeah. He knew so many things. Yeah. Bob knew more stuff. Than most people don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense to me. Well. So what do you want to talk about? I don't know. I was going to tell you the people we had on first season and maybe you can give me a little uh, little anecdote. Bob had a very messy office. Very messy office. Yeah. I entered it in a messy office contest once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did mess it up a little more than it was messed up. He didn't win. Oh, that's uh, shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did not win, um, but uh, he was fun. And Bob, Bob uh, ascribed to the comedy sports um, credo, 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 motto, motto, belief, uh, faith, belief, system, belief, values, belief. You know, belief. he he's he he's <laughs> subscribed to the and one of the first guys to do it to the sports aspect. Oh, okay. Of comedy sports, yeah. and that's what drew him in yeah. to, to comedy sports. I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, God, he was funny too. He was. He still is. He's still with us. He's a funny guy. Yeah, and I think he's he's still writing and doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then we had Brian Green on. Brian Green. I'll tell you about Brian Green's audition. Okay. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, you know. I hope he hears that. Only two people showed up. <laughs> yeah. And Brian was one of them. And he, he couldn't do improv because yeah. he had never done it before. Okay. And we expected, you know, somehow miraculously that people were going to be able to do improv just by saying, okay, now do improv. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Do some improv. Uh, but, and he was really nervous. Yeah. He was really nervous. Okay. But he was so charming. 
he just had that that he's got that, something that stage persona yeah that we knew yeah we have to take this guy yeah yeah he's he was, and he's grown into the part oh god yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder if how many you know i always wonder i don't always wonder but sometimes i wonder who's done the most comedy sports shows and he's been there since 1984 okay and I, I, you know, I still does it. He still does it, and we should tally that sometime. How is that possible? I know, like that would be amazing. It'd be an estimate. Yeah. You know, nineteen eighty. Okay, nineteen eighty four. Two shows a week, or four shows, four shows a week. Two Friday, four, two Saturday. Two Friday, two Saturday, and we used to do a Thursday and Sunday shows. Right. Too. We used to do those, and there's a matinee. So. Let, do, add the, let me add that. Oh, but, okay. okay so can I write uh, it on here? Sure. Yeah. Here, let's give me a new sheet of okay, paper. Okay. So, so, so 1984. <laughs> 1984. What is it now? It's 2021. 2021. That's <laughs> seven. Carry the one. Dick's doing math. Is that one? 12? No, wait. 11 times three. <laughs> what are you one. doing? What kind wait, of math Wait, how many years? It? 137 years. No, Dick. No, wow. you can't. Dick, no, give me that. Okay, so 1984. 21. 21 minus 1984. Right, so you put a one here and you put yeah. the one over there, so it's seven. So 37 years times uh, 12 months. <laughs> okay. It's 14, 7, 2, 7, 3, 1, 4, 4. See, six. this must be fascinating. It's fascinating for my four, listeners. Six, Carry one. the one. Okay. 1,600 shows, 1,600 months. Times four show. Let's say four shows a month. And that doesn't include Summerfest, right? That's a totally Summerfest. Well, well, that was a lot of shows right. during Summerfest. Right. That doesn't even include all the remotes that he did, which are that adds thousands. Yeah. So four times four is 16, 17, carry the one, twenty five, two and two. Six. Uh, that's five thousand shows. Yeah, you get a that's six. Just carry the two. Carry the two. Six thousand shows. 6,576. That would just be in-house shows. Is that possible? I don't know. (laughs) But thank you for letting me waste your time. (laughs) Well, after our Sir Brian Green, we had Bo Johnson. Bo. Bo Bo used to sit on the bench. Okay. He used to get hyped up for a show. I mean, super hyped. Sweating bullets. And he drank, ate a lot of um, uh, uh, garlic. Uh, okay. That was his favorite food. It's garlic. So Matter of fact, one time, did I tell you a story? No. I was at me. his house. I was at his house once <laughs> for dinner. Yeah. And he was having spaghetti. Okay. And at that time, I had stomach problems and I didn't eat garlic. Okay. And I said, "Bo, I can't really eat garlic." And yeah. I said, Don't worry about. it. I'll make two separate sauces: one with garlic, one without garlic. And so I said, "Great, that's really nice." So dinner came, and he said, "This is the non-garlic bowl," and I put some on my spaghetti and I took one taste and I said, you got the bowls mixed up. This is garlic sauce. Yeah. He said, well, you got to have some garlic. <laughs> you got to have something. I don't know. No, you don't understand. Bo. I can't. But, uh, but he used to sweat garlic oh, and yeah. it just used to s- smell like garlic. Garlic sweat. But one of the most talented guys all these people that you're going to talk about are very talented people. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we've got Paula Foley Tillen. We had our keyboardist. Paula, Paula was Paula was incredible because we found a person who could transpose. Yeah. And uh, which means that when we were off key, she could change the key of the uh, piano. Right. And to what we were doing, nice. which was important because yeah. we really. Couldn't sing very well. Well, no, we you're not trained started, singers, no, right? No, we weren't trained in anything <laughs> except silliness. Paula and Roger Hebner had a feud. Oh. And they would mess with the soundboard. So Roger would turn his sound pot, whatever you call them. What do you call those things? Slider. Slider, okay. Sli- you know, he, she would turn his up. And then Paula would surreptitiously, surreptitiously turn his down and turn hers up. And so the sound was constantly going in and out with the two of them. But she she was an, she still is an amazing talent. Amazing musician. Yeah. Diana Delaney. <laughs> Should I tell you the story? Tell me the story again. This is a good one. Okay. We were having drinks. Okay. We were having drinks at a, at a, a tournament. And we were sitting, I was sitting on a bar stool next to Tiana, which she happened to this time remain sitting on. Uh, and she just turns to me 
She had a couple drinks at this point. She had a few drinks. A few. Yeah. And she just turns me out of the blue and says, you know, I've never been sexually attracted to you. <laughs> really? What if I grow a beard? What if I wear some snappier clothing, Diana? How about that? She wasn't but having just, it. Just just <laughs> for no reason. Speaking of beard, you're rocking the pandemic beard. You look very yeah, handsome. I got, I got a beard, and uh, I shaved it off like last month. And this is a month growth? Well, no, two months. Okay. Two months. I shaved it off two months ago, and I didn't like what I saw. Well, you you're know, so I look, I got just like. Uh, that looks good. Look, I look, uh, it covers my turkey neck. Turkey neck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gobble, gobble. Yes. So yeah, I, did, right. I did that. We got Patrick Short was after Diana. Patrick Short uh, came from Madison, mm-hmm. uh, comedy sports. You probably know that already. Mm-hmm. And uh, was so into the ref, uh, being a ref, yeah, yeah. he would wear, you know, the dark splotches underneath the oh, really? eyes, gloves, uh, fingerless gloves, <laughs> uh, knee pads, and, and just would get completely decked out. Uh, for, for reffing. Yeah. He, he was an excellent ref. I never understood what the black marks on the face are for in football. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, they say it's like to, for the reflection of the reflection, lights or the yeah, sun, but yet yeah. you'll see people wearing them at night. I don't get it. Who? Like sports people. Well, there's a lot of lights at night, too. Yes. Don't, don't be know, so naive. <laughs> Joe Cortezzi. Oh, Joe? Joe everybody knows Joe everybody Cortese. Knows Anywhere ev- you go, everybody. they're like, hey, I know Joey Cortese. Hey. Joe, yeah, Joe's a mafia guy. Yeah. <laughs> Joe belongs to the mafia. And uh, he'll be the first one to tell you that. Uh, you got to be careful with Joe. Don't, don't uh, do Joe a miss. No, no. Go no, ahead. no. You, you got to be, uh, you got to be up front with Joe. <laughs> no, everyone knows him. I took my son. Everybody. To, yeah. yeah. To a baseball yeah. card store. It was like some weird little tiny store. Like it looked like an old office with just crap everywhere. It was super small. It smelled of cigar- cigarettes. And somehow comedy sports came up. And the guy's like, hey, yeah, you know Joe Cortez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I know Joe Cortez. Uh, Angelo. Angelo Farina. Angelo Farina, Joe Yeah, Cortese. Joe wants, I, I didn't, I wasn't good at rapping. Okay. I, I, I was good at rhyming, but I couldn't put it together for, for a rap. rap. And we went to L.A. for a show, yeah. flew to L.A., and he sat there with me the entire flight and rapped with me the entire flight. And by the time I was done with that flight, yeah. I still couldn't still rap. Couldn't. <laughs> I, still couldn't, I still couldn't do it. <laughs> but, it's just not in But you. he spent that time. I thought that was That's that was lovely. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, great guy. Everybody loves him. Everybody, everybody loves, loves Joe. Joe. Cortez, yeah. yeah, Kurt Scholler. Speaking of somebody, everybody loves. Yeah, every he, uh, Kurt uh, came to us in a workshop mm-hmm. and was immediately amazing. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna say just he's had dreamy. that energy. <laughs> dreamy. He's dreamy. He's dreamy. I mean, like not in like a creepy crush way, but like in a like. Like he's just so kind and funny and he has this warm he has this and, uh, energy yes like that just is you know some people I don't know if you ever noticed that some people come through on media they mm-hmm. come through uh, video mm-hmm. or film mm-hmm. because they have something I don't know what it is yeah. yet but uh, not that I'm still trying to find out but <laughs> they they just come through the media yeah. And he's one of those guys that just came through. Yeah. Uh, John Pelesnik was another one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And after I got my nose job, I didn't come through anymore. So it has something to do with the nose. You got a nose job? Yeah. Now you're messing. Yeah, my ex-wife used to, made me do it. Are you messing with me? No. You got a nose job? Yeah. And ever since way then? back in 1970 something. Because she pressured you to get a nose job? She said, yeah, why, yeah, get a nose job. Uh, I got one. What do you got to lose? <laughs> my nose. <laughs> my nose. My identity. <laughs> oh, so that's your number one regret in life. My number one regret? <laughs> regret? A nose job. It's a regret. Yeah? It actually is. Oh. 
but it, it no, it changed. It changed. You, you become a little different. I think you become a little different person. I don't. I, you, I can spot nose jobs from a mile away. You never knew. Yeah. Huh. I'm just staring at your nose. Yeah. Now I'm self-conscious. Uh, okay, let's move now on. Now I really got to go. Uh, Mark Molnitsky. Never heard of him. No, me neither. Jeff Kramer. <laughs> uh, I love all these people. Yeah. I truly do. Uh, but Jeff Kramer, I respect. Uh, there's there's like four or five people in comedy sports that I have this this undying respect and uh, for. Yeah. And he's one of them. Uh, Jeff is one of the most positive people I know. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if you watch Ted Lasso. I've never seen it. Okay, well, it's basically the most positive person on earth. Okay. And Jeff is like that, where yeah. he's just positive. Everything's positive. Yeah. Even when he does teaches workshops, yeah. he teaches it, and when he says something, he's nodding his, his head up and down. And yes. Like, yeah. yes. This this is like when you do this, you you you're doing that, and he's nodding his head up and down, and he's going, yeah, I'm with him, yeah, and so yeah. it's it's just uh, uh, that's good energy to be around. Positive, oh yeah, right, yeah, that feels good. Yeah, yeah. All right, James Bailey. Well, Mr. that's who, that's that's another one of my guys, oh. and an amazing both these guys, amazing teachers. Mm -hmm. I don't know what makes a teacher amazing. What what quality that is, mm -hmm. uh, where you give instructions and it's non-threatening, it's non-critical, uh, mm. it's it's just uh, you f you feel it, that I can I can do I nothing can do, wrong. Yeah, 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 I can do nothing wrong. Yeah, and that that I think is key to teaching. Yeah, that instill that in your students that I can do nothing wrong. Right. This is a class. I'm learning how to do stuff. Yeah, and so. Uh, how can you fail? Right. I used to be that kind of teacher. Really? I imagine you're a great teacher. No, I try. I become grumpy. I'm sure age. you're great. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. Teach me something. No, Come I on. can't. Teach I, me how to draw an yeah. elephant. Okay. So blind contour line drawing. Don't look at the paper. But right. I knew object. that. I knew that. Try to draw your in, hand in without looking at the paper. So look at you, your right hand. No, no. You're, you have to look at your left hand. Hold your left hand up like this. Hold it up. Away from no, no, away from the paper. You're cheating. And now look at your hand and try to draw your hand, but you got to slow down slowly as your eyes move along the edge of the object. Your drawing hand moves like your eye and your hand with the pencil are connected. And every time you get to a new contour, a new edge, a new detail, a wrinkle, a nail, a ring, follow that. You're going too fast. You're terrible. You suck. <laughs> drop my class. It's not working. Okay. <laughs> Brian Capel. I failed. You failed my I class. Failed. Brian Capel. Mm -hmm. We interviewed him. He, he was start, in Germany. He started in Madison mm -hmm. and then went to Washington D.C. Yes, where he started comedy sports with Pat uh, Walsh, mm -hmm. and they were partners. And uh, what a sweet, just a sweet, oh my God. sweet, super nice, sweet guy. Yeah. Um, and then he, I forget why he moved to Germany. I think it was a lady. I think I recall he met a lady. Oh, that didn't work out. And it didn't end up working it out. Didn't but they work had kids. Out. I mean, they have like a couple boys together. Holly Ignatowski! What a. Ah! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh Did I say something wrong? Well, you don't know her very well. I guess not. <clears throat> Holly Ignatowski. Talk, <laughs> talk about positive right. and just sunshine. Miss Sunshine. She's fabulous. Happiest person. She's like my sister. She's just wonderful. everything yes. is everything is positive and uh, you, you can take the worst of circumstances. I'll tell you a story about my sister, and this is a little bit yeah. insight into what Holly's like. My sister is, is one of the most positive people I know. Mm. You know, all these people are pretty positive people, yeah. except what's his name? I know. Don't talk about and, it. And uh, uh, we were in the car with my sister, and we were driving along. We saw someone coming towards us, okay. a homeless guy with... Uh, bags overflowing a shopping cart going down the middle of the street and all of us you know looked at the guy and we were all thinking oh 
homeless guy. My sister says, what fun. What fun? What fun. And so the guy's tooling along with the shopping cart, and, you know, it looks like, to her, the guy's having a good time. Look at him carrying all of his belongings. Look at all the stuff he's got. He's tooling down the road. And and Holly has that kind of positive energy, <laughs> I think. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know her at all. No. Mia Roberts. Oh, boy. Mia. Mia started, I remember, God, I can't remember how I talked her into starting Indianapolis. If she saw, she probably saw a show somewhere and, mm. and, and maybe she asked if she could do it. But she started it with three people, Lynn Berger, Ed Trout. Mm. I think those three people yeah. started Indianapolis Comedy Sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, everybody loved her. Everybody loved Mia. Yeah. Yeah. You know Mia. Yeah. She right? was super fun. Yeah. And unfortunately, she, you know, she has MS. And had some struggles mm-hmm. with with MS, and then she got. Uh, she's she's been a battler. She's she has, a, and she got COVID, and it was real bad. Yeah, for her. so she's had a battle all this stuff, yeah. and just stayed positive the whole time. Yeah, I get a cold, and I you know, woe is me. <laughs> me too. Uh, oh my god, uh, this is yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, Roly Kafaro. Mm. I could sit and talk to Roly all day, every day. My favorite Jew. <laughs> Kafaro, the Jew Kafaro. <laughs> he might as well be. He's. Uh, we're doing a project right now with Roly. You are. What are you doing? We're we're just trying to write something. Yeah. Yeah, Roly and uh, Mike Kauth. Okay. And oh my God, we have him coming up in season two. Yeah, I love Roly. Everybody loves. Oh Rolly. my God, everybody, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some people may dislike him, but they're really screwed up they're if they don't like Roly. Yeah, uh, but audiences loved him. Oh yeah, what he would do uh, is establish a relationship with one person in the audience mm. and then kind of do the show for that one person. For that one person, yep. And that worked so well for him. Yeah. It was a lesson. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I you like, can't not feel good around him, talking about positive people. Yeah. Like, he's just, he just immediately makes you feel happy. So if you have COVID, call Roly and invite him over. You'll feel a lot Don't better. invite him over, then he'll catch cold. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a mask. Oh, my God. Then we What's had... wrong with my hand that I drew? Well, Dick, it's like you didn't do any of the details, any of the, like, you got to draw the lines, the wrinkles, the... Well, it was just the fingers that well, I drew. Yeah, but look at your fingers. You have lines on your hand. Why didn't you draw any of those? Because I'm a bad drawer. You're not, Dick. You can draw. You can do anything. I can't. I'll tell you a story about drawing. Okay. All right, so you're an art teacher. I am an and art you'll, teacher. You'll you'll like this story, or you'll hate it. Uh, I was in third grade, okay, in love with my uh, homeroom teacher, Miss Weeks, oh. and uh, Miss Arnold, and they were both gorgeous. I thought, you know, when I was They're babes, in, huh? yeah. They, but they, but I saw Miss Weeks. I had a chance to honor her at a ceremony. Really? Uh, yeah, I told her about loving her and and being in being in love with her, and I told her that. I used to fantasize that she'd be being robbed by burglars, yeah. And because there were burglars when I was that age, and I would go by her window and I'd jump in and I'd save her, and then she'd have to marry me. Oh. And uh, but I told her that anyway. So I was in love with these two teachers, mm-hmm. and I was in art class, and the assignment was to draw something. Just draw something uh, that shows you doing something okay so i thought oh, i'll be really creative and i'll impress the hell out of them then both of them will have to marry me both of them and uh so i drew me up in a balloon you know with the, i was in the basket like a hot air balloon a hot air balloon yeah. i was up in the basket yeah. looking over the basket looking down over the scene in the meadow in the meadow were sheep okay so i had to draw me in the balloon right. and down sheep underneath, uh, sheep underneath. But I didn't know how to draw sheeps. How do I draw the legs? Uh, so they they came by, they came by, and they looked at my picture, and just both of them at the same time just burst out laughing, yeah. screaming, laughing. What happened is I drew the. She, they said, "What's that?" I, I said, "Those are sheep." He said, "What are those things sticking out from them?" I said, "Those are their legs." Ah! And they just died laughing, and that ruined my 
artistic career. I could never draw after that again. Everybody can draw. I became artistically impotent. (laughs) Were the sheep not impotent? Is that what they were laughing? No, that's, 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 I I am artistically impotent. I cannot draw. You, well, you look at, No, you didn't. Well, look at you. You made fun no, of my hand. Well, I thought we were doing a bit. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody can draw. Anybody can draw. Look at your first drawing since your sheep with the five legs. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Mm-hmm. You did great. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. What do they know? <laughs> it's okay. We had a couple leftover. Leftover. <laughs> These leftover turkeys here in season one. Mark Redlick. Yeah, Tom intense, Clark. intense. Mark yeah. Ray, in, the most intense ref on the planet. Intense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, very talented. Mm-hmm. He was the only one in our group that could really do music. Well, he's in a band. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a great band. What's it called? Uh, the the, uh, the, uh, the Random Max. Random Max. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we had uh, old Tom Clark came in all the way from L.A. For? The podcast. He came in for from LA to do the podcast. Just for just for me. He literally flew in just for me. Seriously. Yeah, just me. And then he left. I took him back to the airport. He was here just for two hours. Wow. That's how much he was dedicated great guy. to the craft. Yeah. He's doing stand up. <laughs> he is. He's doing stand up. Incredibly all over the place. successful. Yes. Yeah. He always was more intrigued with stand up than he was with improv. Although mm-hmm. he was a very good improv player also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, Dave Bogan. <gasps> Bogan. 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 Like I say, I have a special place in my heart for some people, and Bogan's one of those people. Um, he, he, I met Bogan at a UWM uh, workshop mm-hmm. where I was teaching this workshop uh, for the night school or whatever okay. you want to call it, yeah. the extension. Uh-huh. In extension. He came in and he was in with his girl, came in with his girlfriend and uh, they couldn't find the room. Okay. But Bogan, yeah. being a Marine, wasn't going to give up. Oh, no. <laughs> so she was ready to go. Well, let's just go. We can't find the room. But he mm-hmm. stuck it out and, and came and uh, um, came to class and immediately was taken by the games. Yeah. And he's a Marine, yeah. and I would love to have a troop. If 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 I had to do it over again, I'd hire as many Marines as I possibly could. <laughs> yeah. They 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 understand having your back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they get that concept. Sure, and um, are are just loyal uh, uh, players and lawyers, loyal members of your team. Yeah, and. Um, just I, I can't think of any other term except have your back. Right. Yeah. They support you on stage. Yeah. And uh, that was always Bogan. He's such a goofball. He's so fun. Oh, he's so fun. Yeah. He's just he's just a great guy, yeah. except for that one thing. Well, we don't talk about that. Um, oh, and we did have PJ Rockwell, who's Mr. Voice. He does yeah. our intro, and PJ came in and we interviewed him. Did he do his his uh, welcome to? Comedy, Comedy. Yes, he always and he does it before every podcast for us. Dick. 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 <laughs> yeah, we yeah. yeah. P, PJ does that, yeah. <clears throat> um, Dick. Dick, you're turning blue. Dick's the <laughs> I hope you don't cut that. <laughs> so yeah, PJ came in and he does all of our intros for the podcast too. Yeah. Love his voice and love his massages, oh. by the way. Oh, I never had a massage from him. What? I go every two weeks. Do you really? I do. Self-care. I need a massage. You got to go call But PJ. I don't want to go to uh, uh, Massage Envy. So I no, went there, I went there, I went there once and bad. there was a young girl who was massaging me. A young, I don't know how old she, you know, 20s or something sure. like that. And she just wasn't interested in that. And what, just, in you or the massage? No, the, the massage. <laughs> okay. She just was, you know, yeah. like she was putting on uh, icing on cake or something. Oh. And, just like, and then she just started rubbing my arm and forgot what she was doing, and she rubbed it raw. Raw? I had a, a 
big raw red oh, welt oh. on my arm oh. from that inside of my arm. No. Yeah, that was massage envy. Don't no, don't go there. Call PJ. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, so that that tied up our season one, man. We went through all those people. It was oh, that so was much all fun. season one. That was wow. all season one. You, you started right. off. You're starting off season two. We got a bunch in the can for season two. Wow. We got some exciting people coming in: Mike Kauf, Tim Higgins, Dave Nelson, Ann Kaskowski, Peter Alberts, Courtney Pong, Braun, all the way from England. She flew in just for an hour, and Mike Rock. No, she did. She did. She flew in, and we sat here and chatted in Kyle's living room, and she flew right out. Are you serious? Uh huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I interviewed her, though, I, I over the Zoom. I believe anything. I believe. You can tell me anything. Yeah. So we're going to have a great season two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those all, inter- all Every one of these persons is fascinating. I didn't, Mark, I, I skipped over Mark Molinitsky. Mm-hmm. You remember he was the uh, pretty boy in comedy sports. The <laughs> teenage girls were loved Mark. Yes. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I hope, I, I hope he listens and hears you call him the pretty boy of comedy sports. He had the hair. He had the, he had the hair. He was cute. Hair. Yeah. The dimples. I kind of fell for him. Yeah, a little bit. All these people that you mentioned have such fascinating stories. and I. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. our listeners listened to season one yeah. and they heard all their stories. Yeah. We don't have to recap all their stories, mm. but I just wanted a quick thought of each of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And then chat with you a little bit, Dick, yeah. about your comedy sports. What yeah. would you do differently if you went back in time and started this whole thing all over again? Is there anything you'd do differently? Anything you're like, I wish I did it that way? Marines. But the Marines. Hogan would be more, in charge of the more, world. More, more Marines. <laughs> uh, I would do what I would do differently is that I wouldn't get drunk at the meetings that we used to have and make outrageous promises uh that never came to fruition well no that did (laughs) that did that did because i promised uh, to do that so you won't break a promise no okay no i won't uh and i won't reveal a secret really do you have any i'm not telling you any of my secrets okay (laughs) um no i i i made some promises that uh were kept um, had having to do with money and having to pay everybody, um, not knowing anything about business, promising a certain percentage oh. of the the, the gross, mm-hmm. not knowing what that meant. Ah, um, and I also would have made sure that people did all the roles in comedy sports that they did hosting. Mm. That they did the booth, got it. Uh, so they understood all that, and they understood what people had to do to do those jobs and mm-hmm. respect that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have done that. Uh, I would have made um, workshops practices mandatory. Really, practices. Yeah, we call them practices. We why, made why? them what mandatory. What are your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> comedy sports is a sport, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Baseball players mm-hmm. practicing once a week, right? Or just deci- doing their games. or when they or they when they felt like it, yeah. When they yeah. felt like coming to practice, yeah. You have to practice all the skills, so you have to practice mm-hmm. rhyming, right? You have to practice gibberish. Mm-hmm. You have to practice all these elements of comedy sports to be good in them. Right. You can't just walk up on stage and know gibberish, right? Or or rap. Mm-hmm. You have to get. Jorcatezzi in a corner with you. and Well, then what rap. about Brian Green, who's done over 6,000 shows, and he says he doesn't need practice? What would you say? Uh, that if you have someone on your team mm-hmm. in, in any sport and they don't come to practice, it's harder to play with them. Right. Oh, because you don't know them. Yeah, you see, I think it's the building the relationships. You don't, yeah, you don't mm-hmm. know them. Right. And you don't know how to feed them right. uh, in a show, mm-hmm. how to make them stand out in a show. Right, right. Because that, that, that's one thing Bob Orvis was really good at. He would make other people stand out in a show. Yeah. That's what I always say about Paul Stazak, who I would love to interview <laughs> for this podcast. And he won't do he it. He won't do it. <laughs> He's like super suspicious. Really? I don't know what it is, but he won't do it. But hopefully I'll get him. But he, I thought, was so good at doing that. And like being not the main character in a scene, 
like the supporting role that would lift everyone else up. That everybody, yeah. Yeah. Just so you you know. So if you know someone sings, you're playing with Mark Redlick. Right. And you're doing a scene and you say, uh, Mark says something like, uh, yeah, I'm going to the store. Yeah. Hey, what about that song that you, you know, about going to the store? <laughs> so he has to sing the song about going to the store. Right, right. Um, and that's, that's what you miss if you don't practice with people right i think yeah well i, I totally understand <laughs> feeling like well i know i know all the games right. i and you don't because there's always new games right. you're always working on new games or uh, uh variations of new games mm -hmm. and you won't pick those up right now you we used to you know a long time ago we used to come in with games at when we were in the green room Say, I got a new game. And everybody would go, okay, what is it? And then you yeah. play it. Yeah. And that doesn't happen much anymore. Yeah. Well, we used to do Game-O-Matic, yeah. right? Where we'd get like a a name of a game that didn't exist from the audience. And you get a verb and a noun or something from yeah. the audience. And you put it together and, and create a game yeah. based on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, one team would leave the room. And while the other team's playing, they would come up with the game and come right. back in. But it always... It kind of always was very similar to another game. After you use a elements while. from the yeah. other games. Yeah. Right. right. But I, I, that's another thing I would have changed that mm -hmm. the, having practices and made them mandatory. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you wouldn't play. If you didn't practice, you couldn't play. Mm -hmm. And I would have tried to do that also. Yeah. Well, it, do, it does make a difference. When I performed in Madison, we did have practice that yes. you had to go to, right? Right. And then coming to Milwaukee, there wasn't a practice. Right. And you're right. I mean, I felt the camaraderie. You 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 were more comfortable with the people that you knew and you spent more time with and played with. And then not having that definitely makes a difference. Right. And you create new games in practice. Yeah. And you come up with just silly. Yeah. yeah and right. you create them together. And that's another <laughs> mm -hmm. thing you do together. It's hard, though, you know, because some people do when I came to Milwaukee, only did comedy sports. Like, that was their full-time gig, right? right? And then, But other people, like, Rolly's a lawyer and had kids, you know? Right. Like, now I'm an art teacher and have kids. So it's hard to sometimes fit in that time, but it shouldn't be. It's only two hours a week, right? I mean... Right. And there, I don't know, it, it is different nowadays. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, People who have actually have jobs, which I don't understand. <laughs> I and don't either. So I wish bizarre. I didn't anymore. <laughs> I'm like, can we re retire? Uh, so they can't. Yeah, mm -hmm. they can't come to practice. Right. But you're, you're right. There is a Sunday night. Yeah, you know? like you can fit it in. Every once in a while, you can definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I think there are, you know, Mike Kouth is running practices now. and In Milwaukee, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, you don't get any of the. Older people coming to the practice. Mm -mm, no. Old. We're also we got so, so old. old. That's how I feel. Where <laughs> I'm teaching now. Like I look around and there's all these new teachers, and I'll ask my coworker, my really good friend in my art department. Her name's Sarah. And I'm like, Sarah, who's that? She's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> We've become the old birds now. The veteran yeah. people who like the young people come in and must be like, ah, look at these old people. We're the old people. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. But this is about me. Right. I, okay. <clears throat> um, so what do you see as the future <laughs> of comedy sports? I mean, oh, I know you're like retired, right? Yeah. Like, are you putting in a lot of time? Yeah, I thoughts? put in time. I go in and, uh, uh, Alex, uh, is running it. Alex is running everything. Mm -hmm. Alex Thien. Alex Thien in Milwaukee. And he's doing an amazing yes, he job. Yes, he's great. He really is. He's mm -hmm. very popular, isn't he? People he is. like him. People like him. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, so I go in and chat with him. We mm -hmm. talk about what's happening, what's yeah. going to happen, yeah. what didn't happen, what could happen and all that stuff. And so he's kept, he kept things going when things looked like they weren't going to, yes. like we, we were going to have to, yeah, mm -hmm. he started getting remotes during the pandemic yeah. and kept us afloat. Mm -hmm. And then we mm -hmm. got a government loan, which helped keep us afloat, but he basically did it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I do stay involved that way, um, but otherwise I I and I go to Mike's practice every once in a while to keep yeah to keep doing some improv. I, I, it's just still fun. Do you miss it? Do you miss performing? Yeah, I, I wish I was a better performer. I wish I I was faster. You know, you mm -hmm. lose so much 
when you get older, yeah. uh, and your stage coordination, you move slower. You're, you're not, memory. You're just like, not as quick. I have a hard quick. time with memory. memory. I can't, yeah, I can't keep things in my head, like six things as I'm guessing, or I just I can't keep it in my head. And references. You, you yeah. don't get the oh, references. Oh, you don't get the pop culture references no. anymore. No. No, no, not at all. That's one thing. Speaking of Mark Molnitsky, back in Madison, he would, remember VCRs? Like you could record shows, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. now it's a DVR, but he would record like 90210 and Melrose Place and Letterman. And he would record all these shows and watch them just for the pop culture references. And wow. I'd ask him, like, do you like watching Beverly Hills 90210? Do you like Melrose Place? He's like, no, not at all. Then why are you doing that? And he's like, just so I know about it. He, wow. He always wanted to know those references because they came up all the time. Yeah. You know, for suggestions. Right. But now it's impossible, though, with so many streaming things. I mean, you can't possibly know everything. But I do. <laughs> except you. <laughs> you, you, you do. I know, know everything. everything. So what is the future of comedy sports, do you think? Well, it's in very capable hands. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the uh, national uh, executive council is filled with you know has people that are are driving things forward, and they're very concerned about uh, sexual harassment issues, and and they've set up uh, things that um, if if that happens we can deal with it mm-hmm. so it doesn't go any further, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So they've been very good at that. Uh, we get applications for new cities. Oh, all really? the time, you Do know, you? Anchorage, Alaska applied really? the, and the, before the pandemic okay. and then after the pandemic would stop. But now if things clear up, yeah. um, there's going to be these applications for comedy sports in the city. It's going to grow that way, really? adding new cities. Yeah. Um, one city folded, Denver folded, but um, other cities are, are have flourished. Um it, 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 I think that a medium sized population like Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, uh, Indianapolis mm-hmm. are all cities where it really works well. If you have a city like New York and, and, and Los Angeles, it's a little more difficult because well, there's so much, yeah. so many, so much competition, but right. they found a niche, yeah. a niche, niche, a niche, niche. niche. an itch, it, it, niche. a niche. He's a yeah. philosopher. Uh, they made it work. They made it work in their city. <laughs> right. Yeah, they did. Right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> they made it work. They made it work. Yeah. Highness, Wait, so when you heinous. said like Anchorage, like when a city applies, what are they sending you like a telegram? Like how do people, they, <laughs> are they, they showing up at your they door, call Mr. Down, interest, interested in starting comedy sports. But where do they send that to? To the league. Oh, okay. To Matt Elwell. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, he sends a uh, form that mm-hmm. they have to fill out. It's an application form. And it is so... Detailed, really? and, you know, financial status and oh. and very complicated and serious. Mother's name, dogs. Do you have a dog? Blood type. Do you have a dog? No. Why? I'm allergic. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't be able to start a comedy sports city. Oh. Sorry. Um, so it's very it's a detailed application form and and if they if that passes and the 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 Executive council votes on letting them in. Then it goes to the whole league, and the mm-hmm. managers have to vote. Okay, I think. You ever voted down a, a city? Like we're not going there. We should have. <laughs> oh, no. Well, back in the old days, someone would call me and say, "Can I start comedy sports?" Sure. sure. Send, send me twenty five dollars or something. <laughs> send me something. Send some send some sandwiches. Send some sandwiches. And, and, and you can start. You can play comedy sports because I wanted to to, to grow. I yeah. wanted everybody to 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 do it. So yeah, I was pretty lenient about who who did comedy sports. <laughs> some of them worked out, but some worked out horribly. There's one story about a guy in Ann Arbor, and they had a the greatest space in the world. Yeah. They had a German beer hall and they used to sell out. It's on campus. Oh, God, yeah. It was on the campus and they used to sell out, but I used to get calls from people saying this guy's a monster. Oh. And I, I won't mention his name because I can't remember it, but <laughs> but I would. And he uh, they used to get calls saying, he's, he's this guy, I'm quitting. I, oh, no. I can't I can't work with this this guy. And, and, and the people would leave and so he ended up you know, it was at that time. It was four, we were doing five on five, and now five we do, on five. Now we do three on three. We were doing five on five, oh, God. 
And um, he would send in reports. So yeah. the next show would be four on four. Right. And the next show would be three on three. Because people were leaving. And people were leaving. And then, he used to, and then it was two on two. With and it was ref, just With a referee. <laughs> just about. No. The last show that he did was him and one other person, and he was the referee. What? What was so bad with this guy? Uh, he just had an ego, yeah. a tremendous ego, and so you couldn't make any suggestions mm. because if you made a suggestion, it meant that he wasn't doing his job or right. that you know it was a threat. Yeah. Any suggestion yeah. was viewed as a threat. Okay. And that ego is a huge problem with managers yeah. because you have to lose that. Right. Yeah. And it takes a while before you figure that out. Yeah. So, so you said Anchorage, Alaska? Yeah. Well, was, yeah, and there was an army base on um, in uh, oh, Afghanistan. What? Where this was a while ago, where some guy wanted to start one on the base. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No. That would have been amazing. Wow. So, yeah, and I have a, a box of applications from all over the world uh, and all over the United States of people who yeah. wanted to start it, but that as soon as you send them an application that this is, you know, more than just getting a bunch of people together right. and uh, we're, there's no leader, we'll all be one. It, yeah. And, yeah. It just didn't happen for a lot of places. It didn't happen for a lot of places, yeah. So a lot of times I'll listen to interviews different actors and actresses talking about being in movies or TV shows and and they'll reference sometimes like following the script, right? Obviously, because it's a written show. But sometimes people talk about, oh yeah, we were able to improv and kind of mm -hmm. ad lib and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about that in movies when like a whole scene you can tell you can tell or they they shared that usually, it was ad lib, yeah, right? Usually you can. Don't you think it's so important to have that training in improv to understand how to be able to do that? Or am I just crazy? Like I just, I don't know. I prefer it more. Than, I prefer it more than scripted stuff. Well, that's true, and you're crazy. Yeah, both. Oh. Um, mm. I I I wish more actors felt more comfortable with improv yeah. because it's the same thing. Yeah, basically, you're you're making in each art. You're you're and and it's interesting to talk about improv as an art because mm -hmm. someone is trying to uh, put something together and they're in in a college setting, mm -hmm. and the it's a paper it's a um, program a PhD mm -hmm. and this committee is rejecting it because improv isn't an art like music or uh, art or visual arts it, yeah. It, yeah visual art um, so it's it's hard it's 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 I, that's a whole different topic. Okay. Uh, you're talking about um, actors doing improv. Right. Just, They're you know, afraid of it. They're afraid yeah. of improv. And they, you tell an actor, hey, take a workshop, take an improv yeah. workshop. Oh, I could never do that. I could never do it's improv. So you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You're, you're in the moment mm -hmm. acting. And right. if you're not in the moment acting, the audience knows it and yeah. they're not enjoying it. Yeah. It's not a show that you should be doing yeah. if you're not in the moment. Yeah. Same thing with improv. If you're not in the moment, it doesn't work. So it's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. You have to make it look like the first time. Right. And in improv, it is the first time. In Every acting, time, you're making yeah. it look like the first time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some people are really good actors because they can do that. Right. I think so. Like when you find out someone's history, like, oh, they started in Second City or they went through mm -hmm. comedy sports. Yeah. Or, you know, you can tell they seem like a, they have so much more to give when they're acting, so much more comfort level and... Oh yeah, I think I think it, the more skill you have with different uh, modalities, mm -hmm. so to speak, That's a big um, word. you uh, you're more comfortable on stage yeah, yeah. and doing all these different uh, aspects of performance. And what's his name? Who's Ted Lasso? What's his name? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. He started yeah. in comedy sports. We got to get that turkey on here. Yeah, and he may do it. He may do it while you talk to him. No. <laughs> no. No, you ever meet him? But he he talked about comedy. Sports. I know he did on what was yeah. that um, uh, Fallon or yeah. Kimmel or something. Yeah, so he might do a podcast remotely. I don't think he'll oh, come. Well, he'd fly in for me for an hour, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, if someone flies in from England to do, well, yeah, and I then she leaves right away. Yeah. People do anything, anything you want them to do. Yeah. yeah, we'll get them. Maybe we'll get them. 
Hey, um, speaking of scripted <laughs> stuff, did you ever do stand-up? Yes. You did? I can't oh, remember if we talked God, about it because yes. my memory is shot, but tell me about yes, it. Yes, I did stand-up. Okay, I'll tell you. I did stand-up. I was doing okay. Yeah. It was visual, a lot yeah. of visual humor. Yeah. Uh, Balloon Olympics and things like that. And uh, I was approached by... Um, uh, what's his name? Who has the improv? Who owns the improv? Um, uh, uh, Friedman, Bud Friedman. He he owned it in L.A. Oh, okay. And uh, he approached me and stuck his finger in my wiggled his finger in my face and <laughs> said, "I'm going to make you a star." Uh-huh. I said, "Oh, that's great. What are you going to do?" He said, well, first of all, you have to take a bubble bath with me. Yeah, what? what? No, I he got... didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was like what? I had a boss say that to me once. <laughs> And he uh, he said, I'm going to put you on a bill with Robin Williams. Yeah. And I had only been doing stand-up for a couple months. Oh so that was pretty amazing to me. And it, the, we we I went to the show, and there was four, four comics. Mm-hmm. And it was the entire uh, NBC casting. And um, it was about 200 people from NBC. Okay. So if you did well, you think, well, you know, this yeah. could be the big break. Yeah. And uh, first comic went up, and he just bombed terribly. Oh. He was just bombed, and yeah. you know, no one liked him. They oh. booed him. Oh. He went off. He ended his, his set early and went off stage. Second guy goes on, and he's booed by the audience, and he gives him the finger, and walks <laughs> off stage. And I'm thinking, oh my god, this is terrible. I'm next. Oh no! But instead, Bud introduces Robin Williams. Yeah, and he killed it. No. Oh. <laughs> he went on for two hours trying to establish a new character that he had developed, and it wasn't working. Well, Robin Williams couldn't get off the stage without it, without this new character working. So he went on and on and on, oh and it never worked. And he went off, and Bud Freeberg said, and now... <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, what a treat this is going to be. A comic who, new comic who you're going to love, Richard Chutnow. And I'm running up on on stage and I turn and look out and all I see are rear ends and backs of people. Leaving. (coughs) Makes, chokes me up. (laughs) It absolutely choked me up. People leaving. Everybody left. The only one that stayed was the guy who gave the audience a finger. And I was doing my set, and he was heckling me. What? <laughs> no, he wasn't. And the only one in the audience. And he was heckling me. And afterwards, I went up to him. I said, why? Why would you choose to do that? Yeah. He said, well, it just makes you tougher. Just well, trying to toughen you up. And that was the last time I ever did stand up. What year is that? 77 maybe right around there now fast forward to was it 84 80 i came back here 80 no, end like, of 82 but when robin williams came to comedy sports milwaukee was that 87 oh, uh, later than that 80 89 i think did he remember you did you remember like did you meet him from there oh yeah i met him several times because his my roommate was his agent okay or so his, his management so i i met him a lot yeah um but he didn't remember me from when he came in. No. I don't think. We didn't greet each other like we were old friends. He seemed to be a force, just a just amazing best improviser ever. Yeah. Such a I mean, no one can touch him. Yeah, he was just amazing. just amazing. He played he I think everybody learned something from playing with him because he played off of every single thing anybody did. Yeah. Physically or, or verbally. Yeah. He would play off that. He was amazing. Now where did that come from? It was just natural in him. It had to be. He was just I mean, you know, that's like teaching. Like I'll see some students who are just naturally gifted. Like I've done nothing and they're just amazing right. gifted with visual right. arts. That's him. I right. mean with with acting and improv and character and such a tragedy. So sad we lost him. Yeah, that he, was Yeah, he was just an amazing man. A I force. Yeah, yeah, a force. Yeah. A force. Definitely. Definitely. I have a speed round for you. Are you ready? These are quick questions, quick answers. 
Okay, so like, don't dilly dally. I have to be home by eight thirty. That's right. I gotta, I gotta leave soon. I gotta go birding. I'm gonna go look for an owl. So, so okay, many. other what than marshmallows, what other? Is it three o'clock? It's three, three. Wow. What time do you have to get home? Eight thirty. Okay, <laughs> not sitting here with you till eight thirty. Other than marshmallows, let's do a speed round here. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Marshmallows. Yeah, Dick, you're very famous for combining games with the marshmallow game. Yeah. Other than marshmallows, what other food would you incorporate into a game? We once did crack. Crackers. Crackers. <laughs> like saltines. Saltine crackers. Yeah. So every time you made the audience laugh, you had to put a saltine cracker in your mouth. Oh, that got nasty. And so the, the, the idea was that you're going to spray all these crumbs all over right, the place. Right. But it's saliva, and it just makes it one big wad of crackers in your mouth. That's nasty. That was... Dumb. Well, what about, you know, oxygen deprivation is a game I remember playing a lot in the high school league. Yeah. So somebody always has their head in a bowl of water. Yeah. And then when you no longer can breathe, you'd hold your hand up and someone yeah. would tag you yeah. out. And then you'd get out and they'd stick their head yeah. in a bowl. And I never thought of how much snot and spit was in there. Yeah. But anyway, what could you put in the bowl instead of water? How about a bowl full of jello? Jello. Yes, jello. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather start a show with what are you doing or sideline debate? You personally. Sideline. Sideline. Yeah. Yeah. You get. Um, I thought you'd say great audience suggestions. Yeah. You get everybody involved, mm -hmm. and uh, it's fairly. It's pretty high energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just tired of what are you doing to start shows. Yeah. But by the way, yeah. you can combine any game with any other game. Okay, I, I worked out a chart. I worked out a chart once. Yeah. With with uh, it's a brainstorming game where you have dimensions. You have the games on top, and mm -hmm. you have other games on the side. Like a multiplication and, chart. Yeah. I'm doing that with my daughter. That's right. right. Yeah. And you you just draw a line from one game, right. draw a line from the other game, and, and they maybe, meet, and then yeah. and see if you can do that game. Oh. And you should be able to do any game, any two games combined. Five things. Yeah. And marshmallows. Yeah. You would do that. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to play five. It's our audience. It's our it's our team choice. We're going to play five things. Um, Marshmallow Shakespearean style. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I, nothing. It's perfect. <laughs> well, you can, you can, I mean, it's obvious how you combine that. If people laugh, right. you put a marshmallow in your mouth and you're doing five things. You're, you're having to describe, right. uh, do gibberish with marshmallows in Shakespearean style. Yeah. So is it fun for the players or is it fun for the audience what if it's the audience first time seeing the show Would that's they a get great it? that's a great question yeah <clears throat> i don't think we give audience enough credit yeah for them understanding what we're doing and okay. to, you know even to the point of not explaining the game before we play it right they'll get it sure and they have course. that discovery and you know that teaching Mm -hmm. Is discovery. Yeah. If you can, if you can have a student discover something, yeah. they learn it. Sure. So discovery is a huge uh, factor in playing comedy sports. I think. Oh, that's oh, okay. Now yeah. they feel engaged. Yeah. I don't think you have to explain all these games. That's a good point. I like the shorter refs. I don't mean physically. I like shorter refs too. Oh. I like oh. short people. So, what? what's your favorite food? Um, tuna, tuna fish. That's because that's your nickname. I know it's my nickname, but that's why it's Is it my really? nickname. Yeah. I love tuna. F I, I love, well, salmon. I like salmon. Just you could give me a diet of fish. Me nothing too. but Good fish. Yeah, yeah. And I would just eat fish. What's your favorite cop's custard flavor? If you tell me you don't like cops, so help me. No, God, racing it's embarrassing. Food. Vanilla. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. You got to go for vanilla. Yeah, I like that. It's my I will, favorite flavor. I will get a vanilla scoop when I'm feeling fat because vanilla has less fat in it because it's Is that just right? vanilla. Mm -hmm. Strawberry too. Probably yeah, probably. Well, because it's healthy then. That's yeah. a fruit salad. Would you rather put on a pair of shoes filled with duck guano? Is that poop? What's <laughs> yeah, guano? Yeah, duck poop. G-U-A-N-O is poop? Poop. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather put on a pair of shoes filled with duck poop or a hat full of raw eggs? Mm, am I wearing socks? I don't know. No. Just, Do you normally wear socks with your shoes? Yeah. Okay, well then, yeah, you're I wearing socks. I don't think I'm wearing socks. Yeah. Yeah. Duck uh, poop? I don't know. You know, I'd probably choose the eggs. 
I can envision you with a hat full of raw eggs. Like, that'd be a bit. Yeah. Like, oh, there's Dick with his raw egg hat again. Yeah, and you'd take off your hat and all the eggs And all the eggs were like oozing down. And you'd act like nothing was going on. Right. Would you, oh, this is a good one. Would you rather always have to eat a small bowl of lard and a small bowl of mayonnaise with every meal or sleep in a bed of anchovies in Limburger cheese? (laughs) Ooh, I like anchovies. But the smell would be too overwhelming. What was the first one? Eat every meal. You have to eat a small bowl of lard and a small bowl of mayonnaise. Can it be butter instead of lard? No. Does it have to be lard? It's got to be lard. Uh, I would choose if 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 health wasn't an issue. Sure. I would choose the lard and the mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. And I really? love butter. Okay, I like and, butter. And it didn't say that I had to just eat it with a spoon. I could put it on something. That's my rule. Would you rather spread nose pickings? Yes. Or the skin from a bunch of popped blisters over your cereal? <laughs> what are the two things again? <laughs> You're eating a bowl of cereal, right? Would you rather spread nose pickings, your boogers on it, or skin from a bunch of popped blisters over Who your cereal? Who are the cereal? popped blisters from? Well, maybe you. What's your boogers or your blisters? What are you going to eat? You Definitely eat your boogers? boogers? Oh, yeah. Oh, boogers are nutritional. <laughs> They're nutritional. There's, there's vitamins. Would you rather mud wrestle nude in front of your family or wear a diaper and act like a baby in front of someone you have a crush on? Um, this is an easy one. I wouldn't want to be nude in front of anyone. No. For any reason whatsoever. No. I wear clothes when I take a shower. But we used to, we used to play, a, a, we did a bit with a baby in, uh, com- not comedy sports, in Kentucky Fried Theater. Kentucky Fried Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You did a baby bit? Yeah, it's a baby bit. A baby Came bit. out as a baby in a diaper. Yeah. And went into a center of a bunch of people. Or no, one person would come up and go, Oh, how cute. Look at the little baby. And another person would come in, Oh, goo, 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 goo. And another person, until there were like 10 people or no, six people around this little baby. And then the baby would crawl out and they'd still be going, Look at the little baby. You had to see it. It was hysterical. I'm sure my people would yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy. Okay. Okay. So if comedy sports never came to be, if you never did that, I know you were a teacher for a while. Do you think you still would have taught? You think your yeah. life would have been a yeah. teacher life? Yeah. Well, if if Kentucky Fried Theater had never come about, yeah. I was about to get my master's. Really? In, in education? In improv. In improv. Yeah. I was, but if that mas- didn't happen, you're not listening to the question. If you weren't a part of improv <laughs> and comedy sports, what would your life have been? Tuna fish. Tuna. And was that the question? Yeah. Um, it would have been teaching. Teaching? Yeah. I enjoyed teaching. Um, probably theater and speech. Really? And English. Yeah. Yeah. And not drawing, because this is just... You know, Dick, it was so nice to have you here again. It's nice being here. It was lovely. I just love hanging out with you. It's like hanging out with my I'm looking friend. forward to the third season. The third season, yes, because after the next pandemic, we'll release season Ooh, three. don't bite your words. Oh, my God, this has been miserable. I haven't touched on it much in the podcast. Knock on your tongue. Knock on something, because it's just... It's okay, let me ask awkward. you something. Yeah. Christine. Okay, go uh, ahead. Can I borrow your glasses? You're not going to be able to see it. Would you rather you can read these. drink can 20 them. cups of stale black coffee oh, or coffee. eat 20 large bags of pork rinds? Oh, my dad once shoved pork rinds up his nose. <laughs> he did. He just he shoved a piece of popcorn up his nose once and he couldn't get it out. Why did he do that? Just I don't know. It'd be funny. He's my number one fan. Um, I think I drink the. Co- I don't like coffee, but I'd probably drink coffee instead of. Pork. I don't eat pork. I'm not a meat eater. Yeah, you vegetarian? No, I used to be. I'll eat poultry and fish now, but I don't. I haven't had red meat since eighth grade. Hmm. It was at least ten years ago. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dick, you're a dream. It was so lovely to talk to you again. Do you think you'll come back for season three? Sure. Sure. I'll do whatever you want me to do. It was so nice to see you. This was fun. I'm glad you've been safe and healthy. You're a great interviewer. Oh, I am? You really are. Oh, thanks. You are. I don't know. I'm having some self-doubt lately. No, you are. You're excellent. Oh, well, thanks, Dick. I appreciate it. And I've been interviewed by the best of them. Well, 
and and the worst. And the worst. Dick, it was fabulous to see you. I love you, sir. Thank you for inviting me. And thank uh, you for creating what has become a, a, such a wonderful part of so many people's lives. It's positive. It is it's positive. a positive thing, it's and positive. that's what that's what I like about it. Yeah, that's my that's my. Uh, if I had to pick one thing, yeah, that would be it. How it's 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 a positive entity in the world. It really is. So it really is, and everyone I've talked to says that they go on and on about how absolutely positive and wonderful and life changing it has been. Mm. Full of love, love mm. and funnies, love and funny, love and funny, funny love. All right, Dick Chud. Now, hey, listeners, I hope you stick around for the rest of season two. Thanks, everybody. I'm Christine Rolo Capriolo, and this is Dick Tuna Chud. Now that's me signing off. All right. Kyle, are you still awake? The Comedy Sports Podcast is produced and engineered by Kyle Hannigan. Our announcer is PJ Rockwell. Feel free to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Comments and inquiries can be sent to the Comedy Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Created and hosted by me, Christine Rolo Capriolo. Catch you next time. Comedy Sports Podcast is an independent production made by CSE players. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast host and any guests are their own and do not represent the views and opinions of any CSE location or CSE worldwide. Vocabulary used by the host and guests is not necessarily representative of the CSE brand.